was riding number nine Heading south from Carolina I heard that long wife wow Some whistle blow Warning, this radio show contains strong language, excessive use of alcohol and tobacco products, a whole lot of bullshit and nudity. We here at WBWalker.com are not responsible for any lewd behavior, recklessness, illegal acts, or unwanted pregnancies. Directly caused by listening to this radio show. Viewer discretion is advised. like the past few shows I've done, I've talked about that I've been going through some shit, but to the best of my memory, I believe I've told you I didn't feel like talking about it. Well, today is still New Year's Day. My goal was to get started on this show before New Year's Day was over. It's 11.48, right now here in Dingus, West Virginia. So it's still New Year's Day, but it's also 2022, and I made myself a promise. I said, maybe it's time to start talking about shit. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions all that much while wait on a certain day to change shit. But with that being said, I told myself that uh, I needed to uh, somewhat get my shit together and quit leaving so many folks in the dark about stuff I'm going through. You know, I've thought about the things folks may think I'm going through and maybe some folks think I'm sick or something like that, you know, and I'm going through a lot, but I ain't got no illness that's going to hopefully take me out, you know. I'm just going through a lot. August 23rd, 2019, that's the last day I worked on the railroad. On that day, I got called to work about 6 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Drove to work just like I had a thousand times before. And the thing about the railroad, folks think that we just get on trains and just take them where they need to go. That's about half of it. A lot of times folks get on trains and take them somewhere. By law, we're only allowed to work 12 hours before we can't perform any duty anymore. We can't do nothing. Well, on that day, somebody got called out on the evening of the 22nd and they was going to take a train to load it somewhere to coal mines in Phelps, Kentucky. They ran out of time, couldn't load the train, so they called me 
to go finish loading this coal train. I get called to work, like I said, about 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's pretty common on the railroad that you get in a railroad-provided taxi, we call them. Pretty much a minivan that will take you somewhere to relieve somebody that's out of time and swap out with them and you finish doing what they didn't have time to do. I mean, that happens all the time. I've rode in probably a thousand railroad taxis and it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary. Well, on this day, August 23rd, 2019, like I said, 6 a.m., I get called, go to work, get my paperwork together, go downstairs, get in the taxi in Wimpson, West Virginia to take me to Phelps, Kentucky to finish loading the coal train. We're probably about I don't know, 25 minutes from Wimson, a little town called Blackberry, Kentucky. The minivan, the railroad taxi that I'm in, pulls up to a stop sign, and the driver asked me, said, which way do I go? I said, you take a left. I said, you got a stop sign right here. I said, but when you can, you take a left. And you're turning onto a highway, so they have the right-of-way, naturally. So when nothing's coming, you can go. Well, the woman driving me that morning, and I don't know why she done it, but she took a left when it wasn't her turn to go, and she pulled out in front of a bus. A transportation bus that takes folks, senior citizens, to folks like that that can't drive themselves to maybe doctor appointments or grocery store, I don't know. Takes them where they need to go, anyway. But she took a left and she pulled out on the road and me and my engineer screaming at her, hollering at her to stop because I seen this bus coming. Well, she didn't stop. She kept going and she pulled us out in front of a damn bus and we got T-boned in this minivan by a bus. And I didn't realize initially just what it done to me. You know, my adrenaline is flowing. All I'm thinking about is I need to let the railroad know that we was in an accident. So this goes on for a little while. Then as my adrenaline kindly, I guess, drops or goes away, whatever you want to call it, I realize I'm hurting. feel like I'd been literally run over by a bus, you know. My neck hurt, my back hurt, everything hurt. You know, I just, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew it wasn't right. And I, I knew something was wrong. So as I get checked out, as time goes on, I got a lot of issues with my neck, which I've had surgery to replace three discs in my neck. My back ain't much better. But it's not just the physical side of things that I've dealt with. It's the mental. And I don't like being in a vehicle anymore. That morning that I was in that wreck, it was raining. And to this day, I do not want to be in a car when it's raining.
it's hard for me to be a passenger in the vehicle because I'm not in control. It's hard for me to be the driver of the vehicle because you just think about things. I mean, a lot of this just really fucked me up. The other day I went to upload the show I did with Drayton Farley and I hadn't typed in my website or nothing in a while and on Google I typed in WB Walker and it brought up search results, I guess, that folks look for and it said WB Walker accident. I guess folks have heard me talk about it a little bit and they want to know more. I guess they think all my shit is just public information. But uh, I ain't nobody. I tell you, friends, I have been through. I, I've been through a lot. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Any way you can think about it, I've had a hard time. And with that being said, I've just, I, like I said, I've been through it. It's hard for me to even, like on Facebook, I'm, I love stuff about this area, Appalachian, stuff about coal and things like that. But I, anytime I join a group, about coal mines or anything like that. I just enjoy seeing stuff about where I'm from. Anytime that I see anything about trains or whatever I gotta unfollow it, I have to just get out of there because I can't handle it. You know, a lot of folks out there, and I went through it before I hired on the railroad, you know. I had plenty of jobs before the railroad, but the railroad was my career. That's what I planned on doing until I was done working. And that was part of me. That was, you know, I wasn't, I'm sure I'm not the best conductor that ever lived, but I promise you I tried my best to do my job the best I could, and I took pride in it. And I was proud of the fact that I was a trainman, that I was a conductor. And it's hard for me to see that stuff, and it's hard for me to, to really even try to think on it because it bothers me because something I loved was took from me. And when I say love, there's times I was aggravated. I'm sure there's times that I was ready to go to bed and the telephone rang and I I didn't want to go to work. But I'd done it. I never told somebody I couldn't do my job. I I done what I had to do. And I done that for I guess about thirteen years, something like that. And when you do something every day and when you're on call every day, for the most part, you know, and when that just stops, it absolutely fucks with you. You know, while I worked on the railroad, I started doing this podcast. And it felt so good because country music and the railroad, that's kind of hand in hand. I mean, everybody, Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, George Jones, anybody you can think about when it comes to country music, stars, whatever you want to call it. 
they had songs about the railroad. So I think that was something that helped me with the podcast. I mean, the whole W.B. Walker thing comes from that's what the railroad called me. When they called me to work, they said railroad for W.B. Walker. They didn't say railroad for Brandon Walker or whatnot. When they called me, it said W.B. Walker. And that's where I got that from. And that's where I wanted, and that's why I decided to name my podcast W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. It's because I'm sure somebody at some point has had a, something called Old Soul Radio Show. I done it because John Brown said I was an old soul, that I was a young man way beyond my years. And I wanted to put my name with it, so W.B. Walker, to me, sounded better than Brandon Walker. And it also gave me the opportunity to pair the railroad with what I do as a train conductor. So that's how all that come to be. So as you can imagine, I've had a really, really hard time with not being a train conductor anymore. You know, I got my disability, a pension, whatever you want to call it, through the railroad because the railroad retirement board decided with my medical evidence and all that that I couldn't do my job no more. And even though I'm grateful to have that income coming in, with the physical and the mental anguish or whatever you want to call it that I have to deal with on a daily basis I'm blessed and grateful to have that income coming in but it's also very hard at the same time for somebody to tell you that you can't do your job anymore and if you think that you can it might not be so hard but when you know in your heart that you can't do it anymore that's Sometimes having something official tell you that, that's really when it sinks in. You know, I still dream that I'm at work, and I still dream that I'm on trains, and I still wake up and look over thinking that I missed a phone call, that the railroad had called me, even though it's August will be three years since I last worked. I still wake up, and I still look over, and I don't even have a home phone anymore. I don't have a landline. All I have is my cell phone. But I still look over where my cordless phone used to be thinking I missed a call. And it takes me a few seconds or whatever to realize that I'm just dreaming. But that's never left me. And I've talked to folks that's been away from the railroad for many, many years. And they said it never really leaves you because it's such a part of your life for such a long time that you have to be almost like a slave to a telephone because when you're on call, after a certain point, they can call you at any time. It's hard for your brain to get rid of that. So with that being said, you know, I've been through so much just like I said not just physically but mentally that I have days that I get up that I have a hard time just getting in the shower because my mind is just so it's, it's everywhere it's hard to focus on certain things and with that being said you know with my podcast I really I had goals to to really 
grows this thing because, I mean, Dingus, West Virginia is somewhere that I love with everything in me. Everybody here is, has really just latched on to me and made me feel like this is home. Growing up, my mom and dad got divorced when I was like eight years old. And uh, after that, we moved every time I turned around. I've been to so many schools and this and that. that Until I bought my house in 2006, I had never had anywhere really that felt like home to me. And when I hired on the railroad, not long after I bought my house, a lot of folks from Dingus, when they would talk about people being from Dingus, they would kind of give me hell and say, yeah, he's an implant, you know, he ain't from here. But not anymore. The same people appreciate what I've done through the podcast and stuff to paint a positive light on where I'm from. And, uh, I'll always be here. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but this is why I haven't talked a whole lot. Because it's hard. It's hard on me to talk about all this stuff. But I really want... I had goals. I sat down one day and I wrote down all these goals I had for the podcast. Man, they was clicking, coming along. But after I got in my accident, I just couldn't mentally and physically put everything in me into doing this old soul radio show anymore. I've had times that I've tried so hard, and I've had a few months here and a few months there that I've maybe been consistent a little bit, but. I was there, but I wasn't. And I just, I really want to get back to being able to do that, but I I just don't know if I'll ever be able to, uh, to focus on something without having so many things just in my mind, you know. I love each and every one of you, and it means so much to me that folks all over the world listen to what I do. And it's always on my my mind. I always think about this show. But I have days, like I said, I get up and it's hard for me just to do daily, routinely things that you are supposed to do, things you have to do. You know, I'm married... I have three kids, and some days it takes everything in me to be a father without being someone that they worry about. Dad just didn't see myself today, and I'm sure there's been days like that. I know they have, but I feel sometimes, you know, in the past that I as a person, as a whole, if you look at it like a bottle, I've had times that I've been flowing over, that I've been able to do this and do that and do everything and still it not take a, you don't feel like it took a, a drop out of out of you, you know. But some days I get up and I just feel like a bottle that's 
got one drink left and it's that drink that's kind of mixed with your saliva and all that good shit that you've been sipping on and there ain't much good in it but you have to take what's in it and put it towards what has to be done and what you have to do and after that there ain't much left of you you know and that's why I've always said if I can't do my show I'm not going to half-ass it. I ain't just going to fake it. I'm not going to just try to put something together just to get listens or whatever. I don't give a shit about any of that. Now, I've had so many musicians come here and ask me, hey, you want to record a show? And me tell them, no, I just, I just want to enjoy your company. And in the past, I'm sure Tyler at one point probably got tired of every time he came even if if it was just to see me, probably you know I don't know that I would want to record something for you all because I wanted to share with folks opportunities I had. But now, most of the time when I have opportunities, I don't feel that way because I just want to enjoy the folks that come to see me, that's worried about me, that just want to be in my presence, just want to be around me, and I don't think about recording music. They can play songs for me, and I'll just take it in. When Drake and Farley come here before Christmas, you know, it took everything in me to set up microphones and have him record that show because I didn't want to. I just wanted to enjoy his company, enjoy the company of my brother. But I also knew in my heart that I needed to do something because it had been so long since I'd done a show and I don't have a lot of opportunities to do that and afterwards it felt good doing it but it's just so hard to get that process going and it used to not be like that it used to be hard to keep that process from taking over I just want to get to a point where I can do this show and do something that folks enjoy and put all of myself into it you know, I had people buy hats from me a fucking year ago and in that Kickstarter campaign that I'd done. There's still shit that I haven't sent out. And it's not because I don't have it. It's sitting right here in this fucking bar. It's because it's so hard for me to sit down and to do that and to focus on that because my brain is just so fucking... I just It's hard for me to do that. And I feel like shit about it. I really do and Fallon tells me she's like you need to do this I'm like Fallon I know I'm doing everything I can to to do things I know I need to do but it's so damn hard so if I owe you anything just know that I'm not trying to I'm just having a hard time and I hope things get better, but I don't know. It's been over two years since all this shit happened. And I go to therapy, see a therapist, you know, every few weeks. And it helps when you're there, but when you come home, it just... I just hate on my mind where it goes and how it wanders and how it just makes me feel like I'm not who I was. With that being said, friends, just know that I'm trying with everything in me.
to do not only what I need to do as a husband and as a father, as a man, I'm trying to also do this podcast stuff. It's Sometimes I go a week without listening to a damn record at all. It's hard for me to come out here in this bar sometimes because I look and see these posters of all these old shows I've done and it reminds me of how dedicated and how I had the opportunity in the past to do all this and how it's just so hard for me anymore to do it. You know, I just don't feel like that person sometimes, but at the same time, it's always on my mind. It's just like somebody that can't speak but all these things are in your mind and they eat at you and eat at you and eat at you but you just can't say what you want to say or do what you want to do and yeah I quit drinking heavy January of 2020 and I sometimes go two weeks without drinking a beer and even when I do drink beer I don't drink much I'll drink three or four or something like that but I had to kind of force myself today or tonight however you want to look at it to drink a little more just to be able to talk because there's sometimes when I do drink it makes it easier for me to express what's in my mind or whatever to get it out there there's friends that I don't never text or anything until I've drank a few and I hate that I really hate it with everything in me sometimes I feel like the worst friend in the world because I don't talk to folks I don't hardly post anything on Facebook or Instagram or whatever because I don't think about it because my mind is so wrapped up with just trying to get through the day I don't think about that shit. But even in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about people. It's just sometimes hard to reach out to them and let them know, hey, how you doing? I love you. I'm thinking about you. It just It's tough. And I hate all this. I absolutely hate all this with everything in me. I just wish things were like they were before. But they're not. And that's the thing. You have to try to figure it out. And I know it's easy to say that, it's hard to do. But just know I love each and every one of you. And I think about the podcast all the time. And I want to do shows some days, and I'll sit and think about things I want to play. And I'll make this little playlist in my mind. But when it comes down to actually doing it, I just can't. I'm hoping eventually I'll get past that. Just like I said, it's hard when the person that you thought you were isn't who you are anymore. And I know jobs and things like that don't make the person, but when you feel like you're just so useless sometimes, you know, you start thinking that, and it's just hard for you to to do anything other than what you absolutely have to do. But just know I love you, and uh, I'm going to try with everything in me to do shows from time to time. I ain't going to try to put myself on a weekly 
routine or nothing like that because I know I'm going to fail it. And I ain't even going to try to give you false hope. But I have all these video shows that we recorded that I need to get out there. And I'm going to try starting this upcoming week to do one. I mean, that's my goal. I can't promise you, but that's what I want to do. You know, when it comes to New Year's Day, I always think of Hank Williams. I always think of Towns. But I always think of Hank. You know, Hank's the one that kind of overshadows the day for me. And I've thought about him so much leading up to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And something that, that had helped me for a long time, and it still helps me, is I watched an interview on Hank Jr. done years ago, and he talked about how everybody wanted to talk about how his daddy was so sad, and, and he drank himself to death, and blah, blah, blah. But he said there was a side of my daddy that loved hunting, loved fishing, and things like that. And he said he didn't drink all the time. You know, just That's the things folks want to remember. So when it comes to Hank, I try to think of that. I try to think about the times that he was just out with his family or friends, hunting, fishing, whatever, being a husband, being a father, being a friend. But at the same time, you realize that he had his demons. He had things that bothered him. If he didn't, he couldn't wrote the damn songs he wrote. Nobody since him other than maybe Towns has been able to, to write like that. And it's not because they were just perfectly happy guys. I'm sure they had their good times, but they also had their bad. So today, maybe I've thought more about sorrow and the heartbreak and things that Hank went through, you know. And I thought about how I used to do a show every year on New Year's Day for Hank. And it's been a few years since I've done one. And he's been, I've had to tell myself all day long to do it. But I'm doing it. I want to do a show for Hank. And I want to do a show for the folks that appreciate what I do and that uh, enjoy what I do. And, and the folks that stuck around and sent me the messages and support telling me how much they think about me and things like that because I'm not lying to you that helps more than anything in this world just knowing that you're somebody that folks enjoy hearing from so with that being said friends I'm going to play a record for you that uh, I bought a year two years ago something like that it's a tribute record that was released in 1973 on the 20th anniversary of Hank's death. And I was trying to do the math, and I know 73 was 20 years, 93 was... I guess 93 was 40 years, so 2013 is 60 years, so 2023 would be 70 years since Hank passed away. And when folks think about Hank... I know I do it, and it's hard not to do it, but I think about an old man. If you think about somebody that was in all these black and white pictures, you think of him as an old man, somebody from years ago, but he was 29 years old when he died. And when he died, he was with an 18-year-old man by the name of Charles Carr. 
that just kind of filled in to drive him to show in Ohio that he never made it to. So he died alone in the back seat of a Cadillac with no friends, no family, no nothing. And that is heartbreaking. So like I said, I can think about the the good, the Hank, the happy times, but he went through a lot. I'm sure a lot of it was probably self-afflicted. But nobody should die alone. So like I said, friends, with that being said, I'm going to play a record for you. And also play a few other songs that make me think of old Hank. I know I've been talking for a long time, but I just wanted to tell y'all what was on my heart. I love y'all. You be good to one another and take care of each other. And realize just how precious life is. And how no matter if you agree or disagree on certain topics or whatever, that we're all human. We all have the same ups, same downs. Maybe not be so judgmental towards people. Let's hope folks won't be as judgmental to you. I think if folks would just respect and appreciate each other more, this whole world would be so much better. I love y'all. Y'all take it easy and you have a good one. Good Lord's willing, I'll be back with you just as soon as I can can and just as soon as they come to me I'll be back with you with more episodes of the old country church because I believe with everything in me Jesus Christ died to save sinners like me there's nothing that we can do on our own that's going to get us into heaven if you believe that if you don't that's fine too but there's so many folks so self-righteous how they're doing this and that and it's going to get them this perfect plot of land up there in heaven with this golden driveway and this big old mansion if we could do it on our own what did Christ die for that's the way I look at it and that's what I believe with everything in me so friends y'all take it easy and you have your good one like I said I'll be back with you just as soon as I can here on the old soul radio show I won Happy New Year's. Hank Williams, he came up from Montgomery with heart full country song But Nashville, Tennessee Didn't really understand him Cause he did things differently Than the way that they were done But when he finally made it to the Grand old Opry He made it stand still He ended up on alcohol and pills Elvis 
somebody just doesn't wake up one day. Sometimes it's a heart attack. Sometimes they just don't say. But they pulled poor old Hank Williams out of a Cadillac Coupe de Ville. He ended up on alcohol and Sometimes it's a heart attack 
But they pulled poor old Hank Williams out of a Cadillac Coupeville. He ended up on alcohol and pills. Alcohol and pills, it's a crying shame. You think they might have been happy with the glory and the fame. But fame doesn't take away the pain, it just pays the bills, and you wind up on alcohol and pills. And you wind up on alcohol and
heart attack Sometimes if they won't say But when they pull poor old Hank Williams Out of that Cadillac Coupe de Ville He ended up on alcohol and pills shows I did when I played a vinyl record in its entirety old brother Brian Morrell bought me a record player that allows you to plug it up to a computer that way you can play stuff digitally and uh, the recording be better play straight into your computer than playing into a microphone like I'm done before and like I'm doing right now with that being said I've had a few this evening and I don't want to try to learn nothing new tonight so I'm going to play it old school my record my microphone your ears so like I said this is an old tribute record from 1973 for O'Hank I love you, Brother Brian, and I promise you one of these days, this old redneck will get high tech and try to figure it out.
ready to go home Has come in a day when the world shall melt away And Jesus shall come to claim his own No more tears, no pain, no woe In this wicked world below Then will you be ready to go home Ready to go home To live with him up there around the throne When he says come unto me When your soul be clean and free Then will you be ready to go home In this world of greed and hate Will you wait till it's too late To claim Savior for your own For he's coming someday To bear your soul away Then will you be ready to go home Will you be ready to go Ready to go home To live with him up there Around the throne When he Come unto me when your soul be clean and free. Then will you be ready to go home? As you travel day by day down life's long highway, are you on the road that leads to Rome? If you'll just travel in his light and pray both I just want to say with this next song here, it's a song about Joe. I guess it's about old Joseph Stalin, I guess, judging from the time period. But I've heard about Karens forever, you know. Don't be a Karen. Don't be a fucking Karen. But I tell you right now, I look at things differently after the whole let's go Brandon shit happened. Cause I can tell you right now, like being a Karen, it's not so easy sometimes being a fucking Brandon. I can tell you that. So, that being said, let's let's go. We'll be ready to go Stop being that old brazen sort. Don't you go sell this country short. No, no, Joe. Just because you think you found a system that we know ain't sound, don't you go throwing your weight around. No, no, Joe. Because the Kaiser tried it and Hitler tried it, Mussolini tried it too. Now they're all sitting around the fire, and did you know something? They're saving a place for you. Now, Joe, you ought to get it clear. You can't push folks around with fear. Cause we don't scare easy over here. No, no, Joe.
What makes you do the things you do? You getting folks mad at you. Don't bite off more than you can chew. No, no, Joe. Cause you want a scrap that you can't win. You don't know what you're getting in. Don't go around leading with your chin. No, no, Joe. Now you got tanks, some fair-sized tanks, but you're acting like a clown. Cause man, we got yanks, the mess of yanks, and you might get caught with your tanks down. Don't go throwing out your chest. You'll pop the buttons off your vest. You're playing with a hornet's nest. No, no, Joe. You know, you think you're somebody we should dread just because you're seeing red. You better get that foolishness out of your head. No, no, Joe. And you might be itching for a fight. Quit bragging about how your bear can bite. Cause you're sitting on a keg of dynamite. No, no, Joe. There he is, and welcome to him, Hank Williams. All right. Thank you, Ralph Christian and howdy folks. You just try up to the hitching post there and hang around for a spell. Before we get things rolling, I've got a bit of philosophy here. You know, when a fellow's getting on in years and has had a good life to look back on, it's all very well for him to sit around in a rocking chair and watch the world go by. But when it's happened to a young boy or girl that infantile paralysis hits and cripples so they got to sit in a wheelchair before their life is barely started, well, that's just plain tragedy. So I'm mighty proud and so are the boys with this chance to do something to help youngsters with polio to get better. And I know you folks feel the very, very same way about it. Boys, let's get the show started with sort of a brand new blues tune of ours entitled Moaning the Blues. <laughs> But mosey around with my head and my hands, Lord, what am I coming to? I just keep moaning, moaning the blues. I wrote a nice long letter, saying, Mama, please come home. Your daddy is lonesome, and all I do is moan. I've been loving that gal for the dog so long, I can't afford to lose her. Well, I thought I was right, but I must have been wrong Cause my head is starting to bow And now I'm moaning, moaning the blues Oh, 
song, but it's going to be a mighty popular one for a long time to come, I well, can tell you. Well, thank you a lot, Ralph Christian. Say, Ralph, maybe you can help me with something. Yeah. I've been trying to write a new song, and I just can't get no place with it. Well, now, Hank, you come to the right department, I'm going to tell you. I'll be glad to help you if I can. How much of it have you got? How much you got, huh? Well, I ain't got very much. In fact, all I got is a title. A title? <laughs> well, now, that's something anyway. Well, I'll tell you what. What's the title? Well, it's a fine title now. The title is, I'd rather be strung up, little darling, than to be strung along by you. <laughs> <laughs> I really bit on that one, didn't I? <laughs> all right, Hank, you got me to bite on that one, all right. Here you go, Logan Halstead. That'd be a hell of a title for a song. Are you ready, Hank? I'm going to ask Billy Jimmy Dickens to come out and join in with me, and we'd like to do this for you with you have one, I'm sure, most you both remember, the old country church. <laughs> time I remember hearing it was when Tyler done it here in Dingus. Well, Tyler's somebody I dream about all the time. I always think about him. He's always on my mind. I ain't talked to him in a long time. and I gather a lot of folks used to talk to him a lot like me. 
back in. Don't hear much from him now, neither. But I'm sure it ain't easy being Tyler. I'm sure there's a lot going on in his life and things like that. But uh, I sure do, sure do love that boy and sure do miss him. Greater 
that mine I can see the light of day I need not feel my way Yes, if burdens are greater than mine I met a lad while on my travel Trying hard to play the game Though his leg was very crippled And he could not speak his name Yet he smiled in understanding And as I watched, I cried in sorrow. Oh, Lord, I see his burdens are greater than mine. I can speak my name aloud, make my way among the crowd. Yes, his burdens are greater than you know, when I think of little children, I think of a song that I wrote here a while back that I'd like to get Audrey to come up and help me with now. The title of it is Help Me Understand. Call them Mary and William and their little daughter Sue. Now Mary was just a plain mother and Bill, well, he was the usual dad. They had their little family quarrels like everybody else, but neither one really got mad. But then one day something happened, it was nothing, of course. But one word led to another and the last word led to a divorce. Now here were two grown-up people who failed to use common sense. They strengthened their own selfish pride at little Sue's expense. You know, she didn't ask to be brought to this world to drift from pillar to post. 
But a divorce never stops to consider the ones it hurts the most. There'd be a lot more honest loving in this wicked old world today if just a few parted parents could hear little Sue say. We do a lot of songs together. Bless her heart, and they never fucking sound too great. We got time for another song. I think maybe we have here, Ralph. A good old time hymn. I know all you folks have heard it. Sing along with us. Join in on it. When God dips his love in my heart. When God dips his pen of love in my heart and writes my soul the message he wants me to know his spirit all divine fills this sinful soul of mine when God dips his love in my heart I said I wouldn't tell it to a living soul I brought salvation when he made me I found a good and such love as Jesus did impart. It makes me laugh and it makes me cry, sets my sinful soul on fire. When God gives his love in my heart, he walked every step of Calvary's rugged way. And he gave his life completely to bring a better day. My soul was lost in sin, but in love he took me in. His blood washed all my sins away. I said I wouldn't tell it to a living soul. I brought salvation when he made me whole. I found I couldn't hide such a love as Jesus did impart. He makes me laugh and appears a personality whom we admire so much for what he or she stands for that we unconsciously adopt this personality as our idol and again unconsciously take the pages from his life's book and weave them into our own book of life. These pages symbolize the very desires of our own hearts. Only we have to have the example set for us. I have an idol such as the one I speak of a man who lives in the memory of millions, for he passed on long before his time. 
The immortal I speak of is the late and beloved Hank Williams. Hank became my idol in this business because in his music I discovered all of the emotions and heartbreak I too felt but couldn't express. Having been born with a deep love for music, I already in childhood discovered that I could best of all reach out with my innermost sentiments through this wonderful medium. It was therefore no surprise to my family and friends when in later life I turned to music as a profession. However, at the start, and for a long time afterwards, I found it far from easy to establish myself. My friends and family, of course, would listen to my music, and they hoped when I hoped, and they cried when I cried. Relatives and friends are like that because they love you, but I had no outside audience. The more songs I wrote, the more I realized I needed something far more spectacular to attract the attention of the public. And when the man whom I had learned to admire so much came to the end of life's journey, I felt for the first time that I could expose my troubled, crying heart as I had never been able to do before. On the shocking news that Hank Williams would sing no more, I withdrew to myself in grief, and I wrote the words and music that expressed the great, the great loss that I personally felt. The band that recorded this song with me was made up of Mickey and Roger Woodward and a boy named Roy Clark. And on the session, all of us were in tears. We cut this the day after Hank died, and I could cut this song again now in a little different fashion, maybe a little better music, maybe a little better feeling, but it wouldn't have the meaning that it had on January 2nd, 1953. So we're going to release this song on this friendship record just like we cut it the day after Hank died. And until now, this song has never been recorded. But I did sing it before to those of Hank's mourners who knew of it, and they wanted to hear it. And thus, where the widely beloved Hank's journey in life ended, I feel like mine actually began, because there were many who requested and listened sincerely to the tribute that I wrote about their idol, and they would then listen to my own songs. And it hurts me deeply that the departure of so great a man spelled my first recognition, and I would gladly sacrifice it all if it were possible to bring Hank back to us. But since this cannot be, I can only promise to take up the torch he laid down and carry it high and blazing to help the way of my fellow man be the good Lord willing. And so, dear friends, as our mutual friendship grows, so will our happiness. I want most of all to feel that I have your kind thoughts and good wishes, just as you have mine always. And to prove my sincerity by taking an active and personal interest in this, our Bluebird Friendship Club, and inject new ways and means as we go along to promote happiness. And let nothing ever convince you that my friendship is no longer yours, for this shall not be so unless you hear it from my own lips. Speak for itself 
Around 1945, he made his first record, which was Honky Tonkin'. And from that day on, the star began to shine. And every record from then on made the star shine a little brighter. In the last five years, if Hank recorded a song, it automatically became a hit. I know you all remember the song, Love Sick Blues, and Jambalaya, and many, many others. And strange as it may seem, one of his latest records was I'll Never Get Out of This World Alive. On the first day of January, 1953, Hank Williams passed away in the backseat of his automobile. I was to appear on the same show that day, but the news came first that Hank passed away. When they made the announcement, it silenced the crowd. In reverence we stood with our heads bowed. Our hearts were sad, but the show we did play. Cause everyone knew that Hank would have wanted it that way. The life of Hank Williams on earth it was brief was loaded with laughter, sorrow and grief. Devoted his life to bring people joy. Only a few knew Hank was a sick Someone so true I dreamed of my buddy last night The little white Bible He still held so tight I dreamed of my buddy last night Dear Hank you see, it was my intentions to write you today, as it's been my custom for many years past. We've been great friends, you and I, and I've always enjoyed writing you on New Year's Day and referring to the year just passed and looking forward to things as I might see them in the new year. Only yesterday I was thinking of some of the things I would mention in my letter, but somehow I think I'll have to change the letter a bit. For an hour or so ago, I received a phone call from Nashville. It was rather a sad call to Hank, for it told me that you had died early this morning. I don't know much about the circumstances, and it really doesn't matter, does it? What does matter, though, is that the world is ever so much better for the fact that you have lived with us, even for such a short time. Yes, Hank, I had so many, many things I wanted to write you about today, but somehow it's just a little bit harder saying them than I thought it would be. I would have reminded you of that day in Baltimore several years ago when you said, You know, Mr. Walker, you and I both came from the country. Our names, Hank and Frank, rhyme pretty good, too. And we ain't gonna have any trouble, ever. And we didn't, Hank, did we? Remember the time the newspaper man asked you how you wrote a song? I'll never forget your answer. I just sit down for a few minutes, do a little thinking about things, and God writes them for me. And you were so right, Hank. And do you know, I think he wanted to have you just a bit closer to him. And Nashville's pretty far away, so he just sent word this morning, Hank, that he wanted you with him. 
You're going to be kept pretty busy, too. There's lots of work to be done way up there, for we aren't improving too much here on Earth. You'll be writing for the greatest singers, too, the angels. They're so wonderful. And I know they'll want you to join them. I'll miss you, Hank. That's natural, for we've been pretty close to each other down through the years. But honestly, I'm not too unhappy, for I must rejoice with you at the great opportunity you will have to do good for others. Don't forget your millions of friends, Hank, and we'll be thinking lots about you. So please remember us, too. I guess that's about all I have to write about on this New Year Day, Hank. Thanks so much for being with us. And until I see you again, Happy New Year, Hank. Yeah. 
come and go But there's one thing I know There will never be another to compare With this boy from Alabama Who gained fame but never found The happiness he always searched for everywhere Hank Williams showed a gift of God in his many, many songs. He made many sad hearts happy and sent a lot of ramblers home. Yet his life was filled with misery right from the very start. We knew the truth each time he'd sing of men with broken hearts. Then on that fateful New Year's morn, the Lord called him above. And there I know he will find a life of everlasting love. Yes, Hank has finally reached that goal he strives so bravely for. That of eternal happiness, could anyone deserve it more? You know, this life was kinda rough on Hank. Fate sorta kicked him round. But through it all, he'd just grin and say, it ain't gonna get me down. And then he'd seek out those in need where they could have his last thin dime. For his heart was big, his heart was gold, and he worked it over time. You see, Hank was my real true friend, not the fair weather kind. There was no doubt just where he stood, even when the fault was mine. To him there was no in-between. It was either all or none. He played for keeps, but he played fair. At last for keeps he's won. Yes, his songs will live forever. Through the ages, they'll be sung. Like the echoes of a church bell, long after it's been rung. So Hank, if maybe you're listening, I've heard it could be so. We miss you, boy. We miss you lots. But shucks, I better go. So as years roll along, We'll just carry on But if somehow you find out I'm blue I didn't plan it that way So all I can say Hank, it will never be the same without you I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light On a day in 1924, a feeble light was born A life brought forth in poverty, lonely and forlorn from this humble start in life, a star began to shine. A star that bore the name Hank Williams, a friend of yours and mine. A God-given gift to write and sing was his, and in his care, how these talents multiplied, these gifts with us he shared. Did you ever see Hank stand before a crowd and crouch and bend his frame, lean over to a microphone and then begin to sing? 
why he'd make you laugh with lovesick blues, and how the girls would sigh, and before he'd finish cold, cold heart, you'd have to wipe your eyes. It seemed that he was living the part about which he had sing. Why, everyone in folk music knew that he was king. Like all of us, Hank had his faults, and he had his goodness, too. He'd stoop and help a fellow out. His heart was big and true. In spite of the way Hank Williams rose from obscurity, his life was one of loneliness. Sometimes it's hard to see how a fellow that's right on top of the world could be depressed and blue. I guess that's one thing that makes him great, the unhappiness that he knew. Now, we're made to wonder why this life is gone, why death has stretched its chilly hand and claimed it for its own. A flower blooming here on earth was plucked, we know not why. We think of him and our eyes grow dim. We're not ashamed to cry. God has promised farther along, we'll understand all things. Why sorrows come, why rain must fall, and why the robins sing. I know our lives are richer now, for Hank's having been our way. As his song states, he saw the light. That same light shines today. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. We up in West Virginia. Between midnight and dawn A big blue car was rolling Its wheels they hummed a song The headlights shone up through the night To light the road so sweet While Deep and dreamlessly He was heading for Ohio To play a show next day Cause thousands there were waiting To hear him sing and play Said too late, too late. He's gone. 
a better land We've lost our greatest folk song star This world has ever known But though he's gone on to his rest His songs live on songs about the Bible and songs about the hills his songs about the lonesome blues they gave the world a thrill he left the songs of sadness and songs for lovers too We'll never forget him Though he's gone Hank Williams Here's to you Oh Hank, you enjoy your time with the Father See my dad up there. I bet y'all talk about me a little bit. I'll be looking forward to feeling my old ears burning. in our newsroom here at WCKY began typing out a dispatch from Oak Hill, West Virginia that said hillbilly singer and composer Hank Williams died early today apparently of a heart attack while being driven to a radio singing date at Canton, Ohio. His driver, Charles Carr, said he discovered that Williams was dead in the rear seat of their car a few miles outside of Oak Hill. West Virginia. Carr said he thought his employer was asleep and he'd gone back to make sure that he was warm enough. The two men had left Knoxville, Tennessee last night. The driver said Williams, who was in his late 20s, had not been feeling well and had seen a Knoxville doctor who had given the singing star a sedative. The exact cause of Williams' death will be determined at a post-mortem to be conducted by the Oak Hill Justice of the Peace. The hillbilly composer's home was in Montgomery, Alabama, and his mother left there today for Oak Hill. Just a few moments ago, I was talking with our good friend Murray Nash, a great friend of Hank at Nashville, Tennessee. He tells us that Hank's mother and his wife, Billy Jones Williams, are both on their way to Oak Hill, West Virginia. The body will not leave Oak Hill for his home at Montgomery until tomorrow afternoon after 2 o'clock.
clouds over Montgomery Hear the lost highway calling me Down by the tracks there's a whistle blowing This restless spirit inside me is growing Woody hop fast rattlers there Wrote some song to change this world's end And my voice I lift up as an offering My voice I lift up as an offering It's all I've got to offer It's all I've got to offer That's all I got to offer. That's all I got to offer. Through switchbacks and snow, woody breast on. Got some relief from a shot in the wrong arm. The old backseat pills and eighty proof. Old bones went to sleep and left through the roof And my voice I lift up as an offering My voice I lift up as an offering It's all I got to offer It's all I got to offer
Well, I'm sorry if this don't sound the best in the world. I'm recording this right here on my phone. I planned on uploading the show that uh, you just heard on the second. But it's early morning hours of the fourth, and I'm going to try to put it online. I tried to upload it the other morning, and um, GoDaddy, it's who I host my radio show through. It just, for whatever reason, wouldn't upload. But I recorded this show, like I said at the beginning, in the uh, late hours, early morning hours of New Year's Day the 2nd. And uh, tried to upload it early morning hours of the 2nd, but uh, like I said, it wouldn't work. So woke up. Uh, when I got up there on the 2nd and found out a, a good buddy of mine passed away, he'd been sick for a little while. But he'd been sick a few times before, you know, and he usually came through it. A brother of mine by the name of Mid Jewel. When I first met Mid, I met him at the Elks Lodge there in Wimpson, West Virginia. Oh, I don't know, 10 plus years ago, something like that. He was the kind of person that, you know, he didn't put up with a lot of bullshit. And uh, a lot of folks may have thought he was kind of a grouchy old man and, you know, maybe he was a little bit, but uh, if he liked you, he really liked you. And one of the first times I met him, I was sitting around the bar drinking, and I got up and going to play the jukebox, and he said he figured a young fella like me, early 20s at the time, you know, was probably going to get up and play some rap or something like that. But I played, uh, I believe it was Towns, and kind of blew him away because he was a big fan of Towns and Guy and Steve Earle all that stuff and uh, I just always loved picking his brain he always had so much knowledge that he loved sharing you know with folks that appreciated it and I seen him there a few months ago I went and drank with him one afternoon and I just had a feeling that from the way he looked and everything, he didn't stick around real long. I just, I knew he wasn't doing the best. And my buddy Harry Deskins had told me that he wasn't doing so great. So uh, I knew he was sick, but when I found out he passed away there the morning of the second, it just it, it broke my heart. So since that show didn't upload, I'm going to play a song here for mid. I just, I thought the world of him. So, brother, this is for you. Here's a song from the fella that uh, connected me and you and made us get along brotherly. So here's one for my brother Mid-Jewel from Old Town Fanzine. Oh. When, you, when you're dealing with the real serious blues type, there's generally a, you know, shade of a human, human hope. And he has some songs in which there is none, you know. And I have a couple in which there's none. I have some songs, I have a couple songs, a few songs that I don't even play. But I wrote them and I've played them once and I've recorded them, you know. 
And other than that, unless it's real late at night, and uh, I've been on the road for a real long time, I just don't play them because uh, they're just nobody needs to hear the blues that bad, <laughs> you know. I play them at mental hospitals; they go over big there. Sometimes I don't know where this dirty road is taking me Sometimes I can't even see the reason why I guess I'll keep a gambling Lots of booze and lots of rambling Or it's easier than just a waiting around to die One time friends I had a mall I even had a paw he beat her with a belt once, cause she cried She told him to take care of me Headed down to Tennessee Oh, it's easier than just a waiting around to die I come age and I found a girl in a Tuscaloosa bar She cleaned me out and hit it on the slide I tried to kill the pain Bought some wine and hopped a train it's Easier than just a waiting around to die And a friend said he knew Where some easy money was We robbed a man and brother did we fly but The posse caught up with me Drug me back to Muscogee It's two long years just a-waiting around to die Oh, but now I'm out of prison I got me a friend at last He don't drink or steal or cheat or lie Well, his name's Codeine He's the nicest thing I've seen Together we're gonna wait around and die All together we're gonna wait around and die That clock's called a scene. Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. In other words, you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on, put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that. <laughs>